All right. Hello and welcome to Three Big Things, a Cineboys, but not the Cineboys podcast, part of the Cork Bats podcast network. I'm Kenny from Cork Bats, head boy of the Cineboys, and Three Big Things is a podcast where I sit down with guests uh, for an in-depth discussion on specific movies and sometimes TV shows. Um, why is it called Three Big Things? Simple. We're going to give you three big things, sometimes more, that we think make this movie or TV show special or maybe not so special, which we'll talk about. Um, and then just a quick warning up front. This is no longer a spoiler-free podcast. We tried to make it spoiler-free in the beginning, the first few episodes, and we've decided to abandon that. So just so you know, spoilers ahead, <coughs> unless we don't talk about the spoilers, they may not even come up, but we're not going to stop ourselves from talking about spoilers if it arises. So if you are waiting to see this movie before you get any spoilers, um, maybe go ahead and stop listening and maybe go see it and uh, listen later. So this week we're discussing uh, The Exorcist Believer, and I will be joined by Billy Rock of Do You Like Apples. Billy, how are you? I'm doing great, Kenny. I'm, I'm excited to be here. My first podcast recording of the night. Um, I'm not quite sure when you're releasing this, but I'm back to back today and we're going first. So I'm, I'm energized and uh, Good. my podcast is going to suffer as a result. But okay, well, I see you have a nice glass of um, energy drink, mm -hmm. adult energy drink. So I think yes. that'll that's really going to help for this discussion, I feel like. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Probably something more sophisticated, I would assume. Um, Definitely not. But maybe I'll okay, good. But maybe I'll get you just like kind of loosened up, and uh, you know, it'll it'll flow well into your next engagement. Um, so yeah, again, we're talking The Exorcist Believer, which is a I'm not 100% sure, I think it's the third or fourth sequel in the Exorcist. I don't know, I kind of lost track because there are there is a original trilogy of Exorcist films. Right. which I've seen one in three. I've never seen two. Um, one, I think, is the scariest movie ever made. Um, I, it, to me, it stands up as like, I can't think of another movie. There's a few movies that have come out since that I think are, are, are maybe in that discussion, but I do feel like the original Exorcist might be the scariest movie I've ever seen. Exorcist 2, I never saw. Exorcist 3, I thought was kind of weird. Uh, maybe jump a couple times. Mm -hmm. nothing really that special it's got a great jump jump scare in oh yeah it has yeah. like i think the I, I watched a video of like maybe the top one or two biggest jump scares in any movie it had right. the exorcist three has mm -hmm. and if you haven't seen it um if you like scary movies maybe check it out probably not going to leave a lasting impression but you'll know what we're, talk <laughs> we're talking about when you get yeah. that jump scare mm -hmm. um uh so yeah i mean and i think there's been a few maybe like prequels or sides sequels after exorcist three right. came out but this is like the first like well this is the exorcist legacy sequel we live in the the time nowadays um the, this time in american history is known as the legacy sequel area where basically we're getting all these movies all these legacy sequels from franchises that are 30 40 50 years old um and this is the, the latest one. So The Exorcist Believer is a new movie directed by David Gordon Green, who you might know. He directed the Halloween reboots that came out, the Halloween trilogy, a uh, recent one. Uh, it is written by David Gordon Green and Peter Sattler. And the story is by Scott Teams, David Gordon Green, and Danny McBride, believe it or not, who I believe was also behind the story for the Halloween reboot trilogy. I think him and David Gordon Green have a pretty close working relationship. Um, 
And then this movie stars Leslie Odom Jr., Lydia Jewett, Olivia O'Neill, Jennifer Nettles of Sugarland. I don't know if you caught that, Billy. I did um, not. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Norbert <laughs> Leo Butts and Dowd and Ellen Burstyn. Um, so, yeah. I mean, like I said, essentially the way that this works is we go through three big things. Billy, as the guest, I'm going to give you two of the three big things to talk about. Um, and, you know, we'll just kind of go through one by one. Um, and as we go through this, you'll kind of get an idea of how we felt about the film. Once we get through the three big things, we'll then make a recommendation whether or not you should see this movie or not. Um, but let's go ahead. Let's get into it. Billy, what is your first big thing on The Exorcist Believer? If you don't like scares, this is the horror movie for you. Yeah. Man, this movie was boring. Yeah. My goodness. I I did not expect to leave that impression. I, I, I can handle a bad horror movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as long as it has some, at least one or two scares in there, I, I'm, I'm pretty good to go. But I don't, I saw it by myself. The scariest part was someone behind me seemingly walking around for part of the movie. Uh, maybe switching scenes. Yeah. So that was a little unsettling, but that's yeah. probably the scariest part of the movie. And yeah, I just, didn't have a good time, really. And it's hard for me not to have a great time at the movies. There's yeah. some positive takeaways that I'll let you maybe jump into if, if, if you have any of them. But um, And I can definitely pull out some. But, yeah, I don't think I really understand David Gordon Green using a similar visual style that the Halloween reboots was and yeah. kind of a similar small town feel. It just it, it felt all too rehashed, not from the original Exorcist, which – if that would have been the play as well, I think I would have been mad. And there were some nods, obviously, but it just seemed like he took the template from what he did kind of well with the Halloween sequels and put it into this franchise. And it just, it just didn't work. And yeah, I'm about to say that. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. I going into the movie, I, I really didn't have a lot of expectations um, just because the Halloween reboots with David Gordon Green's Halloween reboots are fine. I, you know, I didn't, I, I thought the first one was probably the best of the three. They're not really to me. Like, I think he did a good job. I'll say that. I, I don't want to mm -hmm. throw him under the bus or anything like that. I, I think what he did with the Halloween reboot was better than really any type of sequel Halloween sequel. Um, we had gotten up to that point. Um, mm -hmm. so I really enjoyed that, but you know, honestly it, they didn't leave a huge impression on me. Um, and so going into this movie, I, I didn't really have any expectations either as far as like, you know, I, I'm also not like a huge like horror or exorcist fan. So like it wasn't like I was like dying for this movie, um, you know, to come out. But I will say that I I'm kind of with you. It was very like lackluster in the sense that, um, I, you know, I, I don't know if I would use the term boring. Um, because to mm -hmm. me, it felt very like, very like too fast paced. Like it was okay, too yeah, yeah. quick and it, it, it ended too quickly. And I'll probably talk a little bit more about that as we go in and just kind of give you a little yeah. bit more examples. But to me, it felt really, really, you know, it didn't sit like it, they, they didn't give anything time to like build. I felt like, or like not at all. Yeah. There weren't really like that big of stakes. I guess. I mean, if your daughter gets possessed by a demon, I guess the stakes are pretty high if you're right. Leslie Odom Jr. But like the stakes didn't feel that big to me. Mm -hmm. And what I was thinking about when I saw the movie was like, if you remember the original Exorcist, it's not a very, it's kind of a slow burn. 
like it's it's a slow burn it gradually revs up to like what the climax of the movie ends up being and that makes it more unsettling Mm -hmm. um you know i don't think you can make that movie now and expect audiences to like be entertained by it because you know most horror movies these days do are like fast paced and like boom 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 the original exorcist is not that it's a pretty like boring movie i guess would be a good term to put in there um but the not boring in the sense that like you're uninterested it's just it's slow it moves slowly and it creates suspense better and this movie is much more of a um you know let's get to the point let's get these Mm -hmm. girls possessed as quickly as possible and then come up with a plan as quickly as possible to get them unpossessed and then that plan also won't make that much sense and we'll try to make it cool like it's a throwback to the original but it's like maybe we shouldn't have thrown back to the original that way i don't know so yes but i I get what you're saying it's like um yeah it's just not it's not executed well and you don't i i personally did not enjoy it um as a result so yeah i think where like there's some good like david gordon green is clearly a good director and it looks good He's got some flourishes throughout. Um, he knows how to stage a horror scene, whether the scares are there or not. Um, I don't think they are at all. But that's what's so frustrating. It's like, hey, David, like, amp up the scares. We know what you can do as a director. Like, get just creep us out, man. And I just, yeah, yeah it falls into what um, a trap that a lot of movies are these days. And I don't want to step on any future big things here. But um, yeah, I just, I couldn't believe how uninspired the scares were and yes. despite some talented filmmaking yeah in there, yeah for sure i i think that um yeah I, i'm gonna second you and i i definitely don't want this to be a david gordon green bash fest mm-hmm. because i don't think he's the one that deserves the bashing to me yeah. it feels like it's one of the, this seems like the type of movie that i think him and the team that wrote it, like came up with the story, I think they probably had a different vision for what they wanted this movie to be. Mm-hmm. And basically someone else is coming in and saying like, that's not going to work for the studio or whoever. So that's my theory. I don't know that for sure. That's just the feel of this movie to me. Um, so yeah, cool. Well, that hey, that's one big thing out of the way. We only got two mm-hmm. left to go. Um, so I'll give mine. I'll hop in there. I'll give it a shot. Um, my big thing on the exorcist believer is, um, I feel like, and maybe we can have a discussion about this, but I feel like this movie forces a connection to the original exorcist. Mm -hmm. Um, meaning that yes, it is a sequel. It is in that same kind of, demon possession exorcism universe but it just really feels like hey this is a like i guess the best way to put it is that the movie starts out kind of like in my opinion i I felt like it started kind of strong in the sense that like it was setting something up um and it felt kind of unique not necessarily like you know groundbreaking but it felt different and it felt like, okay, this is a story that, you know, who knows where this is going to go, but I'm kind of invested early on. Uh, and that goes away pretty quickly. Um, 
at least I felt that way. That that feeling of like being invested and interested goes away really fast as soon as we realize that the girls are possessed by demons. Because then it, it becomes like this. Okay, well, it felt like a heist movie, like where it's like, hey, let's get a team together, right? And then we're gonna go do this exorcism. And so the first person they consult is Ellen Burstyn's character. Um, and Ellen Burstyn, if you don't know or not familiar. Um, with the Exorcist franchise, um, Ellen Burstyn, uh, hang on one second, um, played Chris McNeil in the original Exorcist, whose daughter, Reagan, uh, mm-hmm. was possessed by a demon. Um, and so they bring her back. And I don't honestly, I can't remember. I don't think she was any, in any other sequels. Um, um, unless. Yeah, I think you're right. And not in the like second and third one. I know that. Right. But so she really wasn't brought back in any sequels. And then all of a sudden in this movie, she's brought back as like a, um, an exorcism expert. Like she's not like a religious person or a priest or a nun or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but she's brought back as like a, I don't know, some sort of like demonologist or something like that, which was not her role like that. She was just the mom. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, that seemed weird to me. I don't know how you felt about it, but it's like, okay, well, we got to make this connect to the original Exorcist somehow. Uh, Ellen Burstyn's still alive. Let's get her in the movie. Mm-hmm. And this is the the route they took. And then uh, she doesn't like she she. It feels like she's going to be a big presence in the movie, a big part of it, and then just not. Then they're just done right. with her. It's like, hey, you're going to get stabbed in the eyes, and then you, that. Thanks, thanks for showing up. Like mm-hmm. that's what it felt like to me. Um, and so, yeah, like that, when I say it feels like it forced that connection, it, it felt like it was going to be kind of its own thing, but then it felt like obligated to somehow, you know, connect itself to the original exorcist. Mm-hmm. And then the train just goes off the tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just becomes kind of a, a mess. We really don't like, obviously we know their motivations. They want to get these girls unpossessed, mm-hmm. but like the execution of it seems like a, like it just, I don't, I did, I couldn't figure out what they were doing, um, but yeah, yeah, so. yeah they're, yeah, that I didn't really think of it as like a, a heist team up movie for mm-hmm. a part because there was no convincing for anybody to join right. in besides the Catholic priest towards the end that um, dies very unceremoniously. Um, yeah, and spoiler alert for a lot of this, and yeah, I just don't understand why you bring her back and utilize her this way yeah. and then also add in the estrangement from reagan mm-hmm. yeah and then again spoilers if you're just gonna have her show up anyways yeah yeah like if, if she's if you weren't able to get her and you had to write that in that's one thing right but they mend the relationship at the end and i don't i mean i understand her mom's dying and she needs to be there kind of but or yeah. blinds now but yeah, I just I I was really mesmerized about one when she first showed up. I was like, all right, it's a I don't, I don't know how they're going to bring this home with her, mm-hmm. but at least it brings a little bit more clout to. For me, was a just kind of nothing movie at the time. I was like, all right, like, we got royalty in this movie, whether yeah. it's believable or not. I don't really care. Like, oh man, she brought an extra oomph to yes. certain scenes, and then sure. you finally get to what is a potentially really scary scene, and she's defeated. Yeah, kind of right away like. and yeah so they do that with a few characters and yeah, yeah. i just it yeah she's i don't i don't know why you brought why they brought her back if besides the loose 
connection selling tickets and all right. that stuff, which I don't know why I'm surprised, but so, I am. So, yeah. Yeah, so I think there's another part of me where I think, so from what I understood, and I don't think this is going to be the case moving forward, I could be wrong, is that they were going to treat this the way that they treated the Halloween sequels with David mm -hmm. Gordon Green. It's like, hey, we're going to give you three movies out of this. <clears throat> Excuse me. To me, it feels like they saw it and they were like, hey, we're not going to do that. So let's just tie this up like, it, like it, maybe it's going to be messy, but let's just go ahead and tie this up and don't leave any loose ends. So the way this movie ends is like, it doesn't feel like there's sequel material here because it's like, um, you know, they unpossess one girl, the other girl dies, unfortunately, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, and then Ellen Burstyn is reunited with Reagan. So Linda Blair does make an appearance again, spoiler alert. Um, but, and, and then it's just like, okay, movie's over. Like, it, let's leave it. Let's end on a high note, even though a girl died. Like, you know, and so it feels like they decided, hey, we're, we're not going to make sequels to this movie. Let's just make it as clean as possible. Um, and yeah, like, I think ultimately it suffers from that. I feel like if you, again, kind of going back to what I was saying earlier, if you, if there's no intervention, which that's my assumption, I don't know if it's true. If there's no intervention, David Gordon Green and his team are allowed to do what they want to do. I think this is a different movie. I think this is a different movie, maybe longer, more of a slow burn leads into other movies. And it's mm -hmm. not as, not as much of a mess essentially. So, right. Yeah. And I mean, from what I understood, there was <sighs> sequel already planned and like announced sequel for about two years from now. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if the bad reception is going to shake that up. Um, right. Yeah. I, yeah. It just, it, it does feel like they tried to wrap things up, but also was weirdly optimistic in the end, really quickly mm -hmm. optimistic in the end. And it's uh, portrayal of faith and it's portrayal for future sequels. Maybe like, right. it's almost felt like it needed to convince the audience to come back as if, they almost got cocky is kind of how I feel like it. It's like, yeah. oh, you guys are probably really scared. We need to calm you down a little bit with this weird monologue by the wonderful Ann Dowd, who's actually really good in the movie. I find her really effective in the movie. Yes. So, um, but yeah, so I'm glad they gave her the moment to give the monologue at the end because yeah. she's the best actor you have in the movie, I think. So besides, Agreed. Yeah. So anyways, I, all that being said, it just, I'm confused of where it's going to go, if it is going to go anywhere. And yeah. Yeah, just so, David Gordon Green, let, let him loose. Like, I don't think... Let him do his thing, yeah. yeah. So, as of right now, the sequel is still on schedule to be released in April of 2025. So, about a year and six months mm -hmm. from now, year and a half from now is when it's scheduled to be released. Uh, the Exorcist Deceiver, as it is currently mm -hmm. titled. So, we'll see. Um, and then, I just wanted to go back to your... Uh, mentioning of Ann Dowd in this film. Mm -hmm. Absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Ann Dowd is the perfect like um woman to play like somebody with like a religious background. I don't know if you've ever seen The Handmaid's Tale. Um oh, yeah and she, she's in hereditary. So yeah. yes. Yeah she's, she's like in, fantastic. She, she's gotta be religious in real life because have you seen the movie Mass that came out? No, I have not. So it sounds like it, it's set in a Catholic church, but it's about two families that uh, we're mm -hmm. involved in a mass shooting at a school and 
the two families come together to try to uh, mend any type of relationship. Um, and she's in it and she is unbelievable. So she has to be religious. It just feels like she's choosing it and choosing really interesting projects. Right. Uh, but anyway, she's fantastic. I, I really she is really great. Mm-hmm. She's very, very great. She's probably the, for me was the highlight of this movie, um, mm-hmm. her performance. So, um, yeah, take that as you will. <laughs> um, okay. So we got through two big things. We only got one mm-hmm. left. I'm going to give it to you, Billy. So what is your final big thing on the exorcist believer? I wish they would have just chosen one religion to focus on how they do exorcist. Mm-hmm. Um, a big uh, through line of this movie is a lot of different uh, subsects of Christianity all thrown together mm-hmm. um, to kind of acknowledge that every religion has some type of technique to rid people of demon possession. And I found that interesting as a concept, but I think I would have just been more interested if they just went full into the evangelical church because it's in the South. Mm-hmm. Um, went into what I guess I think was Jehovah's Witness um for the other one like i couldn't quite tell yeah. what the guy that broke into leslie Odom jr's house right then he yeah. brought a woman that um used old techniques from slave era time it was just very yeah. very confusing but kind of interesting and they just didn't explore it enough so i think you have to stay in the catholic mold like the exorcist did i, I think that would have been fine to move on to a different religion or a different subsect of christianity and just making it this is not my coin thing i heard on the big picture but like a coexist bumper sticker mm-hmm. which is like kind of a weird choice it's like we can all get this done guys it's like yeah like i don't need optimism in the exorcist movie like show me the scares show me the wrestle with faith and then bring it home at the end with yeah anyways so yeah it just was confusing why they chose it to do it that way yeah, I think that's a really good point. And that's kind of what I was alluding to when I mentioned the the heist movie aspect where it's like, mm-hmm. hey, let's do a big team up where essentially the team up is like different denominations of Christianity plus maybe some, you know, old timey, you know, witch doctor stuff slash, mm-hmm. you know, maybe Jehovah's Witness. Let's just like throw it all in a pot and then just right. like see what happens. Like that's what it felt like. And I agree with you 100%. Like, if it was more focused on and it, yeah, it, it didn't even have to be necessarily the Catholic church, although the original movie, like it is the Catholic church that does the exorcism. That plays a big part of the story is the, you know, how exorcisms go about through the church. And that's really interesting. Um, and in this movie, it's okay. Well, we got some demons. You're Catholic, you're evangelical, you're, you know, whatever like you you you're an atheist you almost were a nun like something's gonna like we're just gonna throw everything at these demons and then something's gonna stick like that's what it felt like and it's like okay well cool but it's like it doesn't it it had this maybe this opportunity to kind of like tell a story of like you know Cause I think it alludes to this and I think you had mentioned this as well. Like it kind of alludes to the fact of like, okay, well like, well there's all, there's something that connects everybody here. Um, but it didn't, it didn't feel like that's what the point they were trying to get across. It, it felt like they started there and then it turned into like, you know, kind of like I was saying, it was just like, let's just throw everything at this and then see what works. And then 
that'll be what we go with instead of like, Hey, there's aspects of every faith um, that can, you know, whatever. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how you reconcile that and how you make mm-hmm. that work, but that felt like the route of like, Hey, like there are aspects of every faith, every religion that are similar and we're all united and yeah. And then it, it just turns into not that. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I kind of wish that they had a little bit more of a, I think what if, what would have served this movie better is if they had a more concise um, through line in regards to religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and this just, it doesn't, unfortunately. So Right. I think, yeah, adding in the aspect of like gathering a team, I feel like either the studio misunderstood, like horror can be slow and methodical because scares are coming and that's the entertainment. Mm-hmm. And this tried to bring in more uh, historical aspect to it based on how the beginning is portrayed. Um, yeah, the different aspects of religion, um, a mm-hmm. little bit team up movie using the crutch of previous characters. It just was like, yeah, I just didn't understand all those elements coming in together when you kind of have a simple template already filled out for you. Um, and then I don't know if you saw um, the quote by William Freakin, I think when this movie got announced and he was just like, I hope I'm long and gone when this movie is released and right, uh, yeah. RIP William Freakin, cause you are, yeah. uh, you, you, and I don't think he would have saw it. I think he would have wasted his time and it has value. I'm not saying like it, it legitimizes William Freakin uh, angry personality, which he's constantly angry, but um, yeah, I just it seems like John Carpenter rather took a step back for his franchise and uh, was somewhat supportive, maybe. But yeah, this just had no business being good from the jump. It seemed like, and I was mm-hmm. yeah, and I didn't expect that. It just it this has a more consistent template for me of. Yeah, the Exorcist is just a great movie, so a sequel made sense, and that idea of grappling with faith is always a tantalizing theme in a movie, and just mm-hmm. yeah, it just didn't work, unfortunately. And uh, maybe we'll get a sequel; and they'll they'll figure out the way to make it better. Um, but I I don't know where they're going from here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess that, that that'll kind of bring us to the end of our three <laughs> big things. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining me, Billy. I, I would say too, like with, um, with what you just kind of said, like maybe the exorcist didn't ever need a sequel. Mm-hmm. Like maybe we just never needed to make one. Like if you go back and you watch the exorcist, I guarantee, well, not everybody's going to like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, it's like quintessential horror cinema. Like for it sure. is to me, like, uh, it's up there with The Shining, um, and, and you know, there are a few movies that have come since then that you know I feel like are in my top five as far as horror movies go. Horror movie is very like, it's a tough one to nail down because everyone has different kind of tastes when mm-hmm. it comes to horror movie because there are a lot of different types of horror movies. Um, but the original Exorcist is like, to me, the the horror movie. So maybe you don't need to make a sequel to that. And the way that that movie ended, like, you know, they, you know, they, they made it, they made the sequels. They're like, Hey, this, this made us a ton of money. Let's, let's just beat a dead horse here. Mm -hmm. So maybe this movie did not need to get made. So I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll we'll wrap with this. Just your honest opinion. Just a straightforward question, Billy. 
would you recommend this movie? I wouldn't. No. Not even not even in spooky season. Like if if no. it had good scares, I could be like, yeah, spend ten to fifteen dollars for St. Louis prices. Uh, go yeah. to uh, go to the theater and have a good time with your buddies. But yeah. I just don't. Yeah, I mean, maybe my tastes are all all jacked up for horror movies these days. But I just yeah, it doesn't have any common denominator that I think that will allow people to latch on to. So. Agreed. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I would not recommend this movie. I only recommended it to you so we can make this podcast. Mm -hmm. And I, as hey. soon as I got out of it, I was like, man, I, Billy's going to have a great time. <laughs> I almost sent uh, the GIF I sent to Drew to you, but it was just the, I don't know what I expected, the Arrested Development. Yeah. Uh, Jason Bateman GIF uh, that uh, yeah. gets me every single time. But uh, you mentioned uh, Exorcist being your scariest movie of all time. That's what my podcast is going to be after this. It's a uh, Oh, are not of all time, but the ones that scared us the most. So that's just a that's fun a conversation good. to have. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited you I'm, brought that up because Exorcist is up there for me, too. Yeah, it's, I'm excited to listen time. to that. OK, well, Billy, I really appreciate you. That's going to bring us to the end of uh, three big things. And it's fun to do this. It's been a while since we've done a three big things podcast. So um, mm -hmm. and it was good to have you back on. Um, anything you want to plug before we go? Yeah. So again, I'm Billy Rock of Do Like Apples. We have a newsletter that comes out every Friday morning. Um, we typically recommend two movies that are streaming based around a certain theme. Um, and now we have a podcast. We're going on about three months of doing that. And uh, with horror movies coming out this month, we have our uh, movies that have scared us the most, us being me and my co-host Drew. Um, and then we got a lot of Martin Scorsese coming up later this month. Yes. And, uh, we are pumped about it. So it's going to be an amazing end of October talking about a lot of Scorsese and uh, just the rest of the fall movie season, which is kind of, I think for you as well. And me and drew is just our time to geek out as movie fans. It's, this it's is time to talk about movies. Absolutely. This is by far my favorite time of year when it comes to movies. Um, and, you know, basically up until, you know, January, February, like mm -hmm. it just feels like, and even in January, February, it feels like I can go back and watch like all the ones that I haven't seen yet, like from yes. like the fall, early winter movie season. So fall holidays. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Fun times ahead. And thank God, hopefully the now we've got the writer strike over. Hopefully we can end the acting strike or the SAG strike and then we can, you know, have stuff to talk about. <laughs> so. Uh, but yeah, I really appreciate you coming by, Billy. Uh, I'm sure I'll probably be reaching out about maybe doing a, another one of these in a few weeks uh, yeah. in regards to a particular movie, which I'm sure mm -hmm. you know what that is, but we'll mm. leave everybody else in suspense. So I'm Kenny of Corked Bats, uh, Head Boy of the Center Boys podcast. Um, yeah, of course, be sure to follow Corked Bats. Check out CorkedBats.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Corked Bats. And of course, you can also check out the Cineboys on Twitter and Instagram at the Cineboys um and then yeah be on the lookout there will be a spoiler free review on corkbats.com for this movie mm -hmm. but if you've already listened this far then that doesn't do you much um and also we'll probably have a some social media content on x just believer coming soon so be on the lookout for that um but that's it cool billy appreciate you good to see you Peace. yeah good to see you too man yeah.